Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. We've had 35 resurrections of the dead. The closer they are to freshly dead, the easier they are to resurrect. So I see this giant angel and I asked him his name. It's a financial company. And I realized this angel is here for our finances. And that's a true literal story, by the way. These people are charlatans. And it's about time we draw a line in the sand and stop fraternizing with the wolves. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Come on, it wouldn't be Christmas without this classic... Hi, Pat here. I'm happy to inform you that the company Christmas party will take place on December 23rd, starting at noon in the private room at the Grill House. There will be a cash bar and plenty of drinks. We'll have a small band playing traditional carols. Feel free to sing along. And don't be surprised if our CEO shows up dressed as Santa Claus. A Christmas tree will be lit at 1 p.m. Exchange of gifts among employees can be done at that time. However, no gift should be over $10 to make the giving of gifts easy for everyone's pockets. This gathering is only for employees. A special announcement will be made by our CEO at that time. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Pat here. In no way was yesterday's memo intended to exclude our Jewish employees. We recognize that Hanukkah is an important holiday, which often coincides with Christmas, though unfortunately not this year. However, from now on, we're calling it our holiday party. The same policy applies to any other employees who are not Christians or those still celebrating Reconciliation Day. There will be no Christmas tree present, no Christmas carol sung. We will have other types of music for your enjoyment. Happy now? <laughs> Happy holidays to you and your family. Hi, this is Pat again. Regarding the note I received from a member of Alcoholics Anonymous requesting a non-drinking table, you didn't sign your name. I'm happy to accommodate this request, but if I put a sign on the table that reads AA only, you wouldn't be anonymous anymore. How am I supposed to handle this? Forget about the gifts exchange. No gifts exchange are allowed since the union members feel that $10 is too much money and executives believe $10 is a little chintzy. No gifts exchange will be allowed. Hi, this is Pat. What a diverse group we are. I had no idea that December 20th begins the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which forbids eating and drinking during daylight hours. There goes the party. Seriously, we can appreciate how a luncheon at this time of year does not accommodate our Muslim employees' beliefs. Perhaps the grill house can hold off on serving your meal until the end of the party or else package everything for you to take home in a little foil doggy bag. Will that work? Meanwhile, I've arranged for members of Weight Watchers to sit farthest from the dessert buffet, and pregnant women will get the table closest to the restrooms. Gays are allowed to sit with each other. Lesbians do not have to sit with gay men. Each will have their own table. To the person asking permission to cross-dress, no cross-dressing allowed, though. <laughs> We will have booster seats for short people. Low-fat food will be available for those on a diet. We cannot control the salt used in the food. We suggest for those people with high blood pressure to taste first. There will be fresh fruits as dessert for diabetics. The restaurant cannot supply no sugar desserts. Sorry, did I miss anything? Yep. Hi, Pat here. Vegetarian. <laughs> you know... I've had it with you people. We're going to keep this party at the grill house whether you like it or not. 
she can sit quietly at the table, furthest from the grill of death, as you so quaintly put it, and you'll get your stupid salad bar, including the organic tomatoes. But you know, tomatoes have feelings too. They scream when you slice them. I, I've heard them scream. I'm, I, I'm hearing them scream right now. I hope you all have a rotten holiday. Drive drunk and die. Y'all hear me? <gasps> Little aggressive. Hi, it's Joan Bishop, Acting Human Resources Director. I'm sure I speak for all of us in wishing Pat a speedy recovery. <laughs> and I'll continue to forward your cards to him. In the meantime, management has decided to cancel our holiday party and give everyone the afternoon of the 23rd off with full pay. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! It's the Wretched Radio Mail Call Delivery Bag Q&A Infotainment Nationwide Extravaganza featuring your voicemails, correspondences, communiques, dispatches, memorandums, and missives. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. You have 1,200 messages. That is a bit above average. Now here's your host, Todd Freakishly Tall Friel. The mail is here! Ooh, this is Wretched Radio. What's on your mind? We'd love to hear it. Send it, please, to idea at wretched.org. Questions, comments, conundrums, snarks. A Christmas classic. You could tell it was dated because they actually forbade cross-dressing. Oh, yeah, that wouldn't go fly today. Now that company would be sued out of business. <laughs> there would be, The president would get involved with a comment like that that's so discriminatory and, you know, hateful. The voice of that, incidentally, was a fellow who introduced me. This is one of the blessings of my life. Do you ever do something like, yeah, okay, that sounds cool, but there's a part of it that goes, no. Oh. Years ago, I was invited by Crazy Pat to go to Ukraine to visit the Tomorrow Clubs because he insisted, no, you've got to see what's going on there. And I said, okay, I'll go. We fly to Kiev, not Kiev, Kiev for the record. And my mind was blown. I honestly was staggered. This ministry, it's so organic. Paul and Cindy Marty started it. They went to Ukraine saying, hmm, how can we help people not fall into the Jehovah's Witness net and be caught? So they started Tomorrow Clubs, little kids meeting clubs. Every week they come together, different days, but they come together. It's not like Awana where it's a law that it's got to be Wednesday. Any day of the week, and then they come together. And then the volunteers of the Tomorrow Clubs, they give them some goodies. They love on them like crazy. Preach the gospel. Have them memorize scripture. There are over a thousand of these Tomorrow Clubs. It's an amazing ministry. I am so glad I went. Would encourage you to consider supporting Tomorrow Clubs. They would really love it. And they're super efficient. And they will just start more and more clubs, which they're starting, by the way, now in Africa, along with most of Eastern Europe. You can learn more at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Let's get to the mailbag, shall we? Yes. Now that there's much time left, <laughs> well, that's a long shtick. It was. It was. Uh, but we're going to start with the beep talk that was actually not good quality, but I could understand the question. And it's a really good question. So you've, you're. So I wrote it you're out. The manuensis. You transcribed this. I did. For us. I did. Wow. This is from Anonymous. Uh, she says she feels like she hears terms like making Jesus Lord of your life, accepting Jesus into your heart, fully surrendering to Jesus. 
in terms of salvation. She hears those um, quite a bit, but she feels like they're kind of confusing and not totally biblical. So she was wondering if she should be bothered by them or not. Well, define bothered. Yeah, because they aren't the biblical formula for salvation. Repent and believe the gospel. Two sides, same coin, repentance, faith. And so when we, and nobody was dubious in this decision to start using euphemisms like make Jesus your Lord and Savior, accept Jesus, ask him into your heart, etc. We left out those two elements. If you say to somebody, hey, you need to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. First of all, not exactly sure what that means specifically, but it leaves out repentance. It leaves out faith. So for my money, if you want to use those phrases, okay, but then you're going to have to unpack them and explain. What I mean by making Jesus your Lord and Savior is he's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You're a totally depraved sinner. Jesus died for sinners. You need to humble yourself, turn from your wicked ways and put your trust in him. Well, I would just suggest you could kind of get to the actual biblical command, repentance and faith. One eight seven seven two eight two. Oh, wait a second. You're not transcribing now, are you? No. <laughs> Idea at wretched. What got into you? Uh, well, you know, it was a good question. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This is from Stuart. Mr. Mr. Friel, my children and I recently got involved in a sports program, and one of the meeting days is on Wednesdays, the same time as our church service. Are Wednesday nights a requirement, or would it be a sin to partake in the sport activity? You can't say it's a requirement if you're not forsaking the assembling of saints. Now, if this is an ongoing Sunday morning thing, I think you've got a, a decision to make, which should land on the side of church is way more important than our kids' sporting events. Even if we really think that they're going to be recruited by the NFL or a university Church is more important. Now, what about Wednesday nights? I would position it a little bit differently as opposed to just, is it a sin to take my kids to hockey practice? I would ask the question, do I want to teach my kids the importance of sports or church? Now, sports have their place. But if I want to be a dad that tells my family, mm, you know what? We're different than the world. We have a different set of priorities. We go to church as often as we can because it is so good for us. I got to tell you, I see it just yesterday. We were filming Transform Couples. It's our new series. It is amazing. And there was a couple that was struggling who was being counseled by Dr. Lou Priolo, who is the star of the show, Transform Couples. And the fellow was so trendy. He was like, I don't I don't know how to communicate like that or lead my family like that. Well, that's an honest admission. Where do you learn that? And I went to the local church. You find yourself an older man. Let him disciple you. You watch other men and you develop patterns and you lead your family and you tell them church is important because it is. And so if you have the choice, ask yourself the question, will I tell my kids sports or the assembling of the saints is more important. This is Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash Wretched. Affordable Biblical Health 
sharing, Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. So, did you know Christianity is a cognitive religion or how you go about making America great again? Well, you do if you're subscribed to the free Wretched Newsletter. You would have also found out early about the release of Road Trip to Truth Season 3, current job openings that we have available here at Wretched, casting calls for our latest productions, and news on all of our sales like our recent Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale and our current year and 50-50 sale. All you have to do is be signed up for the free Wretched newsletter, which you can do right now at wretched.org and you'll never miss another Wretched update, which could be good or bad, just depending on how you look at it. And while you're there at wretched.org signing up for the free Wretched newsletter, take a gander at our donate page and get all of the information about becoming a Wretched Gospel Partner at wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace amazing gospel. You're familiar with this sound. You're sitting in church. Your pastor is preaching. You have your John MacArthur study Bible open. The pastor is reading the scripture and all of a sudden you hear everybody in church turning the page because they all have the same MacArthur study Bible. Why? Because it is so helpful to be able to read study notes underneath the verses to really grasp what God's word is trying to teach. How would you like to share the joy of putting a John MacArthur Study Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines? They typically make about $12 to $15 per, not hour, per day. It's a luxury item, and it would be such a blessing. $25 a Bible, four Bibles, $100, or perhaps you could send a Bible to a brother or sister in the Philippines every single month. Would you please consider doing that to bring joy to our brothers and sisters? Wretched.org slash Bible. Know your church fathers. John Chrysostom was the Bishop of Syria and Constantinople in the 4th century. He was an eloquent preacher and earned the moniker Chrysostom, which means golden-mouthed. He denounced abuses of authority in church and government and fought for purity of life and doctrine. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Prepare yourself for an enchanted holiday experience with fire, rain, and snow. A new apostolic Christmas. Let it snow. Let it snow. Open the Everyone's favorite worship band is bringing a little fire into this wintry holiday. Well, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And the fire's from Toronto. Let it snow, frozen rain, let it snow. Get into the holiday spirit with songs you won't be able to get out of your head. I played my drum for him, pa pom pom 
So get your copy today. Four fire tunnels, three visions, two glory clouds, and a fresh new revelation. Merry Christmas. Get them while they're still available. This is Wretched Radio, hoping you will continue to send stuff that is of interest to fellow wretches. Idea at wretched.org. All right. This one, this is a tough question from Elizabeth. Uh, Todd, um, how do I go about obeying God in my marriage when my unsaved husband is talking to other women Ooh. and openly admitting to not loving me the same anymore because he hates my religion? <sighs> this is going to sound a little bit radical. This woman's situation is woefully difficult. Simultaneously, it is an amazing opportunity for her to grow in Christ-likeness. Ditto, if you happen to be a son or daughter who professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ and mom and dad are tough to live with and even hostile to your faith, what do you do in that situation? There are so many reasons that you can utilize and benefit from these squeezes. Don't waste your unequally yoked marriage. You can grow in this. Where do you go if your husband is hostile? You go to your husband, the Lord Jesus Christ. Marriage is a partnership. It is good for procreation. There is a pleasurable element that is involved. But marriage was never intended to be the end-all, be-all satisfaction for my soul. It's a blessing. It can enhance my life. But Jesus is my fulfillment. So if you do not have a husband who is loving the Lord the way that you are and you're feeling abandoned and he's turning an eye to other women, I would really plead with you. I know it's painful and I'm not trying to minimize that because that is a horrible dynamic to live in. But don't let it drive you to despair. Let it drive you to the feet of Jesus where you can find your joy there, your fulfillment there, and your ability to continue to forgive your husband who is hostile. Now, I'm not talking about physical abuse here. If that's the case, you get out. You run to your pastor. You call the police. You get out of harm's way. But if it's not that, and it's just hard to live in the same home with an unequally yoked spouse, then you need to run to Jesus and remember what he did for you. And when you remember all the sins of which you have been forgiven, you will then be able to have a well to tap into to forgive him or her. You've got to have that. You've got to think about how much you deserve God's wrath, how much he has forgiven you in order to be able to forgive 70 times 7 without focusing on Jesus it's, it, it would be a grind. It would be really, really hard. The second thing that I might suggest is you need to actually be, dare I say, more godly than most godly spouses, that you might win him without a word, said Peter, that you might see him get saved because of the way that you treat him and love on him. See him as your first ministry. 
See him as the one that God has ordained to live with you, that you might live in such a way that that man, that woman actually gets saved. And that can also help to curb bitterness, anger, resentment, frustration. You have a ministry. It is unique. It is challenging. But if you will accept your assignment willingly, I'm telling you, you will grow in unprecedented ways. Home is a school of character. Whether you're married to a believer or not, it is either going to polish you up or it will rub you raw. The choice really is ours. So my encouragement to you, run to Jesus. Remember how much you've been forgiven. And then run to your local church. And you can let people know this is hard. Now, you don't have to spread your business with everybody, but find some fellow believers who can gather around you to encourage you, to hold you accountable, to love you, because you are going to need the church. Once again, Jimmy, I'm telling you time and time again, the necessity of the local church. I, 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 there's so many scenarios where people are struggling, they're hurting, and it's like, the church, the church, you got to go to the church, and it's there waiting for you. So jump into the best Bible teaching church you can find and send your questions, comments, conundrum snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right. So that question was from Rebecca. I think I said Elizabeth, but it was from Rebecca. This question is from Elizabeth. Todd, am I a church bunny? Am I too picky? Should I be able to get around the bland sermons, monotone voice, standoffish church members and get something out of the sermon? Or should I just go to a different church? It depends. There are reasons outside of orthodoxy that you can go church shopping. There can be family issues. There can be issues of distance. So there are times when you can leave, even if you are just, you're okay, they're not heretics, but I'm starving to death here. I think that you have permission to leave, but it should be done far more slowly than far more quickly. I think it should be done in consultation with the elders. That's the ideal. And if they don't hear your concerns, respond to them, and you find yourself saying, for the sake of my soul and the sake of my family, it is best for us to leave. Do it as amicably as you can. But, and this is the big thing, do you have a better place to go? If you don't, then you're going to have to learn to just deal with the things that kind of get up your nose that aren't as exciting to you and supplement elsewhere. Online sermons, worship music that is better, which of course includes a pipe organ and a choir with four parts. You can get, you can get fed outside of your church if you are mm, a little bit on the famished side. Yes, you can leave your church but it really needs to be done slowly. Now, here's maybe something that will help you. Let's just say you're in a situation, your church kind of unraveling, or suddenly you realize, you know, that's really not the way to preach the Bible. They're not saying anything heretical, but they're not really teaching or saying much at all. Find a better church in your town and then talk to that pastor. Sir, could I get your counsel? Here's the church that I go to. This is what I experience. I understand you're a Bible teaching church that is more biblical where I could be fed. Help me navigate through these choppy waters. And if he's a pastor who's leading a Bible teaching church, he's, maybe he can't do it, but he'll assign an elder and somebody can walk you through it. Send questions, comments. 
conundrums or snarks to idea at wretched.org. All right, this is from Scott. Todd, I am personally a very bad overthinker, and I always overanalyze every single encounter I have with someone or every situation to the point that I'm up very late at night because I just can't stop. Do you have any advice that could help me with this problem? Yeah, there, there, there's a, there's variances of overthinking. There can be intrusive thoughts. There can be OCD. There can be scrupulosity. There's a wide variety here, but the solution is the same. You need to let God's word change your thinking. You need to be led by truth and not by feelings. You need to be able to master your brain. How do you do that? I think the ideal is you memorize Bible verses. Which ones, you say? The ones that speak to your manifestation of overthinking. And trust that the Lord has equipped you to use your faculties as best you can, knowing that you're still a totally depraved, broken sinner. You're going to make mistakes along the way. When those thoughts start revving up and repeating themselves, override it with your Bible verse. Lord, I'm doing it again. Would you please help me to simply make a decision and move on and then make a decision and move on and leave the consequences to the Lord? When we tend to overthink things, it's because we have a tendency to think, I do need to make sure I get this right. Otherwise, we will just be unredeemable. The world will fall apart, or at least my world will fall apart. And while we do want to be good stewards, we want to be wise, we want to prepare, we want to be thoughtful, we want to trust the Lord. And if we make a decision that is wrong or bad, if we did it faithfully, seeking counsel, reading God's word, praying for wisdom, then we can rest in God's sovereignty. If you even made a sinful decision, you can repent, knowing that you have been forgiven by Jesus Christ already. And then you can just get back to serving him. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. So recently, the director of the Inside Out Youth Services Advocacy Organization, an LGBT organization, said this to Congress. Do parents have a right? Should they be informed about what's going on? In terms of parents' rights to know at schools, I mean, here in Colorado, parents don't have the right. What would be the age of consent then in your in your mind? In our community, the age of consent to mental health therapy is 12 years old. You remember the Twilight Zone from, what, 20, 30, 40 years ago? I don't remember how long ago it was on television, but who knew that that show was an actual blueprint to how this country was going to turn out? A middle school teacher in Ohio is alleging in a lawsuit against her former employer that she was forced to resign after refusing to refer to students by their preferred pronouns. The lawsuit was filed in federal court on behalf of Jackson Memorial Middle School teacher Vivian Garrity by the Alliance Defending Freedom, and it says that her school district required teachers to participate in, quote, social transition of students who have transitioned to a gender that was inconsistent with their sex. There's no difference between gender and sex. But anyway, Mrs. Garrity refused to participate in this situation because she is a Christian and she believes that truth is truth, not lies, and it didn't sit well with the principal. She was forced to resign. She is now suing. Recently, a Pennsylvania school board member who used her voice to spew racist and sexist remarks against her qualified colleague, saying it would send the wrong message if she voted for a white guy. As a result, she decided to resign from the school board effective January 2nd next year. 
and she wishes to apologize for her poorly chosen words and does not want to be a distraction from the great things happening in the schools on a daily basis. Yeah, she was forced to resign, which she should have been. Elizabeth Wise, a national correspondent for USA Today, recently wrote an article warning people not to joke about global warming when blizzards come. It must have been a slow news day. Well, here's a high school teacher from Delaware. I run the Pride Club at my school, having kind of an issue with uh, another teacher in the school building right now. You know, we're pulling kids out of her class, which technically, yes, you know, we are pulling kids out of the class. That way it's a little more, you know, discreet. So basically, if you could follow all of that rambling, this high school teacher runs a secret gender and sexuality club during school hours, which calls her to pull kids out of other teachers' classes in order for her to have her gender and sexuality meetings during school hours. And one of the teachers does not like it because she's trying to teach the children actual educational things. Don't you know this gender stuff trumps education? Who does that teacher think she is? More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 1646. The Westminster Confession is drafted in the Jerusalem Room at Westminster Abbey. The confessions were drafted by an assembly of Episcopalians, Presbyterians, and Independents and became the foundation of Reformed theology throughout Europe and America. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Here we go. This is Wretched Radio. That is the number of the old toll-free 1-877-282-BEEP. Please leave your thoughts pithily. Ixnay on the airing sway if you're an egg and pay. But otherwise, we'd love to hear from you. one 282 Hey, Mr. Friel. I'm a freshman in college right now, and I just uh, evangelized for the first time all year. Well done. Senior. And uh, taking him through the Ten Commandments and talking about the uh, penalty for sin started to convict me in my own sins. And uh, it's uh, probably a good thing. Can you talk for a minute about how uh, evangelism benefits both people involved? I think you just did, my young brother. It does benefit both parties, because while you're trying to articulate the gospel, you must be thinking about the gospel. You must be thinking about total depravity, your own even. And so evangelism bears fruit for both parties. They get to hear the word of God. They get to hear good news. Their sins can be forgiven, and you get to be reminded of it again. I will even add a third party. Let's just say you're doing open-air preaching, a mass form of evangelism, and Christians walk by. They're going to be encouraged. Listen to that guy. He's proclaiming the good news that unto us this day is born a Savior, Christ the Lord, 2,000 years after that birthday. And it encourages them. I, I do not know of any downside to evangelism. And you say, well, what if they get mad? Yeah. And they get mad. They're not really getting mad at you. They're getting mad at the message and the one who wrote it. But is that all that terrible to deal with? Is that the word? Did anything worse happen to our Savior? Answer, yeah. 
So I'm not even sure that I find any downside. And even if you are persecuted, oh yeah, what did Jesus say? Blessed are you who are persecuted. It is a blessing. There is nothing but upside to evangelism. So well done, young man. Hi, Todd. Uh, Just a bit of a start here. I'm currently listening to the uh, November 11th podcast. And uh, I'm kind of at the end, almost at the end of it. And I'm hearing you call out somebody on their uh, grammar. Mm -hmm. Yet you received a call or a detox from a seminarian, a seminarian who actually used horrible grammar. He said, us students. It should be we. <laughs> well, thanks for the rebuke on that, sir. Missed one. <laughs> there is not a small number of grammar Nazis on this planet that just have to correct it. What? And that reminds me, I was given a shirt by my kids. Imagine I'm quiet. I'm silently correcting your grammar, <laughs> which is funny, but it's inaccurate because I'm never silent about it. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um, I know you're just checking me out here at the grocery store, but that's a connecting verb. Uh, be verbs. It's predicate nominative. Uh, it is I, not it is me. Yeah, I'll just I'll just get out of the store now before <laughs> you hit me with that cart. One eight seven seven two eight two B. One eight seven seven two eight two. Hey, Mister 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 Creel. I have a conundrum. I've been seeing a lot of odd daily devotionals. They have non-biblical themes that the author attempts to draw biblical truth from. I've seen Andy Griffith Mayberry devotional, yeah. <laughs> a Johnny Cash devotional, uh-huh. uh, and many others. My question is, can we call this a wrong approach? Are these redeemable in any way? I'd be leaning on the side of it's wrong. I mean, a devotional should be devoted to God and using Andy Griffith or Don Knotts or Gilligan, for that matter, just has no part in that study. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to find the people who love Mayberry RFD or what. It, that was a spinoff, wasn't it, of the Andy Griffith show? You're from Tennessee. You know all things rural, <laughs> yeah, correct? I think so, yeah. Whatever. They're trying to find those people in that demo. Oh, look, I love Andy Griffith, and it's a devotion. I love Jesus. I'll smush him together. They have no business together. Get a devotional that takes you deep into the word. Now, not dry, not toasty, but actually unpacks the Bible for you. That's the type of devotional that you want. And to that end, might I suggest Not A part of a devotion isn't just reading the word, but it's also talking to God, hearing from him through his word, and then speaking back to him, preferably his words. Valley of Vision is a great prayer book. You should have it. You should get it. You should read it. But also praying the scriptures, the Ken Boa book, which we actually have in the Wretched store, wretched.org. It's praying the scriptures. It will have nothing to do with the professor and Marianne, it'll have everything to do with praying God's words back to him. Don't settle for devotionals that have no part in a Christian devotion. Oh, Mr. 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 Uh, dog rescue video man. Friar, uh, trial, trial, trio, Mr. Frio. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I didn't hear from Canada. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Now, see, one more reason to go to Canada. Yeah, why? Right there, this guy. Why? He just. Oh, okay. He just pleasant sounding. Keep listening. Fun. <laughs> not so much, huh? Canada. Please say that with me, Todd. Um, not Canada. Here's another one for you. Potable water, not potable water. Uh, anyway, if I knew how to end a sentence with a preposition, I would do that right now just for you, but I'm not good at grammar. Uh, I do have a question for you, though. What do I do with a persistent Jehovah Witness? He's an old man. I've shared the gospel with him several times, but doesn't seem interested. He, but he keeps torning me. I want to believe that there's still hope for him, but sometimes it's hard to still have hope for people who continually reject the good news. It is, but it's a reminder. We don't save nobody. That was for all of you grammar Nazis. We can't save a Jehovah's Witness. We can't save our own children. All we can do, and it's not a small all, all we can do is be faithful to the task. You've shared the gospel with him. Now I would suggest your task might just be praying that God would regenerate him because salvation is of the Lord. And as for potable water in Canada, (laughs) I'm looking up. Okay, where's the... Somebody's got to give me the... Enunciation for P-O-T-A-B-L-E. It's drinking water. I've always thought it was potable. Oh, you know what? It is potable because he's from Canada. (laughs) It must not be potable. And don't tell me y'all don't say Canada. Okay, maybe not quite that exaggeratedly, but I was just with Tim Challies. I I kept looking down at his feet because he was talking about a boot a lot. and I. What are you talking about footwear for? Oh, I see. It's a preposition that you're actually using there. A-B-O-U-T. You do have an accent. Everybody does. There isn't a standard. I know you might. Well, English, the British accent. Well, okay, perhaps as the originator of the language, I guess that would be the one that we'd have to pick. So here we go. Bringing harmony between those of us in the States and those of us in Canada. We'll all start talking with a British accent. Problem solved. Hey, uh, Todd, this is a kid that is graduating college soon, and I am pursuing a master's in divinity in seminary this coming January. Good on you. Uh, Do you have any tips for me as I go into seminary? Study to be godly. That's huge. Don't just study to become proficient in your job. Study to be godly. Now, there are going to be times you're just memorizing vocables. It's probably not going to have a huge sanctifying effect on you, but you, you do your stuff. But make sure that when you're that you, you're given the assignment. All right. Write a write a treatment on five aspects of pneumatology. Well, you can dive in, study the Holy Spirit, Old Testament, New Testament. What was his role? What does it look like? What is he doing currently? What is the indwelling of the Spirit? Whatever it is that you decide to tackle for your five points. And you can get it down and you can nail it, have an A. And then when somebody in your congregation says, can you explain the Holy Spirit to me? You can. But what did you miss out on? Loving God more. Being more godly. Because that is a danger to seminary. Please note, I'm a big fan of seminary. Love the Master Seminary. And they would they would concur with this. If you are just learning, you're not doing it rightly. You've got to be growing in godliness. Therefore, your studies have to include a little bit of time to be introspective about it. How does this affect me? How does this change me? How does this cause me to think about the Lord? How does this cause me to feel about God? 
Don't waste your studying by just becoming a brilliant theologian. Become that. I think a pastor should be a theologian, but not at the expense of godliness. Furthermore, you'll just get dry, and you might find yourself in a pattern where you write your sermons just because you got to get it done. You're shackled to your desk six days a week so that you can get that sermon done on the seventh, and it doesn't do you any good. The studying of God's word, yes, you need to prepare your sermon, but at the same time, let it work on your own heart. And I would simply do a shout out. By the way, congrats, young man. Well done. We need godly men out in the field. If you're a pastor who's a bit fried right now, maybe, just maybe, this would be a place to look. Has your studying become mere didactics? And it hasn't been to warm your affections by increasing your knowledge. This is Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today offering free, loving, Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the uh, literal battle for life. Preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. So you turn on the TV right now, and if it is not a commercial for some kind of weird medication, it's a commercial for somebody's Christmas sale. And boy, are those annoying. So you have my word that this won't be quite as annoying. Rather, this will be helpful information. That right now in the Wretched store, most Wretched products are 50% off. Plus, if you spend $50 or more, we're going to send you a free copy of Transform Season 1 while supplies last. And we're going to send all of it to you free because shipping is also free when you spend $50 or more in the Wretched store. All right, so let me recap that. 50% off most Wretched products in the Wretched store. If you spend $50 or more, you get a free copy of Transform Season 1 plus free shipping. See? Helpful information. That wasn't annoying at all. The Wretched 50-50 sale is happening right now till year's end at wretched.org slash sale. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches it became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes providing food providing clothing potable water a safe place communication would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called tomorrow clubs you can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in eastern europe at tomorrowclubs.org wretched 
books of the Bible. Romans was written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. It is a thorough, systematic presentation of the gospel. The two major themes are sin and righteousness. Sinners are counted righteous by imputation of Christ's righteousness. If you wish to understand the gospel, the clearest, most thorough explanation is in the book of Romans. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be church signs. But tell me you couldn't resist this temptation. This is Wretched Radio and this is a beep talk that I can actually know the contents thereof. There of which I can know the contents for all of you grammar Nazis. Most of the time, I your phone call is fresh to my ears because I, for instance, it says odd devos. P-E, this is another one. P-E-R dot 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 H witness. I, I don't know what you're going to say. This one, I've got an idea because it says Todd is nuts. Hi, Mr. Friel. It's pronounced academia, not academia. Pronounced academia, you just got to be nuts. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's something agitating about people who correct your grammar. (laughs) Am I going to learn that lesson? Absolutely not. You got yourself a church sign. We would love. Okay, that might not be accurate. We might loathe it. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Making church signs. You know you love our signs. You know you love it. Straight from the big guy. We know just what he'd say. Like, oh, maybe come down there. So then we put it on the freeway. Everybody look up. That was sort of hip. It's Ratchet Radio. Yesterday. Yesterday I was with Lou Priola. We were shooting an episode of Transform Couples. And he was, we were just chatting with the couple that was in for counseling. And he said that he tends to go, he reads particular articles, quote, so I can stay hip. Mm. That sentence actually disqualifies you from the claim. If you use the word hip, you're not. one 282 a beep if and you got yourself a church sign. Got a church sign for you, Mr. Friel. So you don't like organized religion. Then come see how unorganized we are. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Jimmy, yes. I hope you tra- tra- trace this guy's number. <laughs> okay. So when I call in sick next time, just give this guy a call. Okay. He'll do just fine. <laughs> hey, yeah, that's where I want to go to church. Yes. I would like to put my soul into the care of a disorganized church. Good thinking. Bumper sticker. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Yay. First Timothy one fifteen. Now that is a good way to use your car. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Quoting a Bible verse, I drove by. Uh, it was Church of Christ Scientist, which is neither, to be honest, but they had a Bible verse, and I had to go, well, at least they got a Bible verse out there that's better than so much of the nonsense. Hello, Jimmy and Todd. I have a church sign for you. I've been thinking about this one. It says, uh, confessing your sins is no substitute for forsaking them. At least I think that's pretty good. What do you think? Confessing your sins is no excuse for forsaking them? Is no substitute. Is no substitute. 
for forsaking them. No, that's true. Confessing is only one aspect of repentance. Yes, you should agree with God. Yes, you should confess what he knows about you. But that doesn't mean that you've forsaken your sins. And it doesn't mean that you've actually repented because repenting means committing to not sinning. Doesn't mean you won't, but it's the mindset that goes, Lord, I'm sorry, I did that thing again, but I don't want to. Get ready for that. This might be a reason you're not having victory in a particular sin area with a struggle that is besetting you. It's because you're not committing to forsaking your sins. And Lord, I promise to not do it again. This might be helpful for you. If you're not willing to utter those words, you're not repenting and you're going to keep stumbling. You're going to keep falling and you're going to start diving. Forsaking your sins. It's now people are going to go, well, let's not add to salvation here. Okay. I punch you in the nose. Hey, what's the big ideal? Sorry. Bop. What are you doing? But sorry. Smack. If you hit me in the nose, sorry, you would say you are not sorry at all because you would commit to stopping it. You wouldn't do it anymore. And as what is good for punching in the nose is good for your besetting sin. Church sign, the deer may hide, but God is easy to find. The, the what may, uh, the, huh? The, the deer may hide. The deer may hide? But God is easy to find. The, oh, that must be up in the North Woods or something. I think so, yeah. Hunting season going <laughs> yeah, on. That's right. <laughs> well, it's not a good church sign, but it's probably from Minnesota, so we'll give it a pass. Church sign. My church doesn't have one. <laughs> well, well, I don't know why most do to identify their bill. Can I just tell you one of my gripes about Atlanta? I, I actually really do enjoy living here. Southern hospitality, Southern way of living. It is peculiar in the best sense of the word. But could we maybe just for the sake of people who are trying to find a home or a business, put the number of the address on the side of the building? Honestly, it's like, you'll go by seven, ten buildings. Where are we in the 1100s or the 13? Do we need to turn around? Would you please, Atlanta, do us a favor? Put out your address. Church line. Faith is a journey, not a guilt trip. Faith is a journey, not a guilt trip. Well, the problem with that is it minimizes our correct response to sinning. We should feel guilty. No, it's not a guilt trip, but we are increasingly convicted by our sin. So I would have to toss out that church sign and wish that maybe that church didn't have a church sign too. Church sign, what you are is God's gift to you. What you become is your gift to God. And that's why... You're the reason for the season. Mary, you missed. Church uh. <laughs> sign. Give Jesus a chance. Uh. He died for the opportunity. Oh, won't you bleed? Come on, shake the dice on Jesus. Give him a roll. Pull the one-armed bandit. Won't you just take a chance on poor, pathetic Jesus? Church sign. God is good. God is great better find him 
before it's too late. Now, I'm not a exact knower of this particular church doctrine, the Baptist church, but in general, I didn't know that God was law. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, he's 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 not lost. When 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 he but he there is a sense that he seeks and finds sinners. If you think about the parables right around the Luke twelve neighborhood, thirteen perhaps, you see a bang, 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 the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son, the lost sheep. God does go seeking to find people, but you are at. You're correct, my literalist friend. God isn't lost. Hello, handsome Jimmy and Pod. Got a church sign. Human kindness. When we show it, we show God's love. Didn't hear a word of that after the opening. <laughs> Hello, handsome Jimmy. Oh. And Pod. Oh. Got a church sign. Human kindness. When we show it, we show God's love. Yes. Yes. I just, I don't know what the point of that is. Always ask the question, what is the way that I can maximize this opportunity for ungodly people and Christians to either be convicted or encouraged by this church sign? And if it fails that standard, yeah, just keep Googling for another one. Church sign. It's Jesus' birthday, not yours. Okay. <laughs> This will probably sound as picky as the fellow was about God being lost, but the word birthday for Jesus, there's something, it's not a sin by any means, but there's just something about it that minimizes the incarnation of what this isn't a usual, this isn't standard. He wasn't born like any other. I mean, he was born through the womb of a sinful woman, but he was the God man. So there's just, Something about Jesus' birthday that just... Okay, you're thinking I'm being a nitpicker. Let me see if I can persuade you. Happy birthday to Jesus. You go, okay, that's a little bit trite. I'm glad we agree. Church time. Jesus won't mean anything to anyone unless he means everything to us. No, no, Jesus... Okay, get the point. But this, now I'm finding agreement with my fellow who said that God can't be lost. Church time. Jesus won't mean anything to anyone. No, see, it doesn't matter if anyone. (laughs) He still means everything. It doesn't take our belief. It doesn't take our praise to make Jesus great. He already is, and that's why we praise him. That's why we worship him. That's why we follow him. Until tomorrow, thanks for the yucks. Go serve your king.